Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Now, I mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the show. We're going to find out what IPE is. Immersion Pulmonary Edema. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of things over our 26 years of doing scuba radio, but i got to admit... I have received a few questions about this the last week or so, and uh, I, I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, and I better call the big guns in for this one, which would be, in our case, Dr. Doug Ebersol is with us right now. Dr. Doug, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Greg. You're fresh from diving, so you're still drying off as we speak. Is that right? Yeah, we're uh, in the car driving back home to Lakeland. Okay, and uh, so you got a few minutes to explain to us what this is. I know you've done some research on this, or it's just in your wheelhouse, because this is a uh, cardiac thing. It's a heart thing. It's connected to that, and you're a cardiac surgeon, right? Yeah, so it's a um, immersion pulmonary edema means that with immersion in water, and it can be anything from swimming in a swimming pool uh, to scuba diving, shallow or scuba diving deep, uh, where people will develop fluid in their lungs, which is what pulmonary meaning lungs and edema meaning fluid, okay. so pulmonary edema, uh, it's not well understood. It was actually first described in combat swimmers. So, you know, very physically fit military combat swimmers uh, had developed this, and they're just at the surface. So, uh, and it, but it, it can happen to anybody, and it happens, it can happen at the surface, it can happen during descent. It can happen during the dive, and it can happen during ascent. It can happen at any point during the dive. Wow, that doesn't uh, sound good. if it occurs... <laughs> yeah. No, no, exactly. Right. And additionally, if it occurs to someone, uh, you have to get them out of the water uh, for it to get better, not just to the surface, but physically out of the water. Uh, and then it tends to clear relatively rapidly uh, so that you know most people have a trouble breathing, uh, and you try to get them to a hospital and by the time they get to the hospital most of the time they'll be much better if not completely better and a chest x-ray by that point may have almost completely resolved or even completely resolved so wow. it's, it's a little unclear you know all about it that about half the time so we work all these people up to look for a cardiac problem mm-hmm. um you can usually you know if people develop these symptoms uh within the absence of any chest discomfort any chest pain that would lead you away from heart attack or some other reason for pulmonary edema. But anyway, if you do a cardiac workup, which usually involves a treadmill test to look for any kind of blockages like we did with you several years ago. Right. Um, and you do an echocardiogram, an ultrasound test to make sure the heart muscle functions normal. About 50% of the time, you'll find an abnormality. 
uh, and about 50% of the time you'll find nothing. Hmm. And the reason that's important is if you find nothing, there's really nothing you can do to keep this from recurring. And there's about a 15 to 20% recurrence rate that's not very predictable. So we counsel people to that because, you know, God forbid you had this recur and you're in the middle of nowhere, uh, you could be in a world of hurt. So yeah. it's not, we don't tell people you, you must stop dieting, but we say, hey, there is a 15 to maybe 20% recurrence rate for this. So you need to take that into consideration. So I tell people that and tell them they may need to think about where they're going to be going diving to make sure they're near medical assistance and that sort of thing. Is this like a relatively new thing that we've discovered over the last few years, or has this been around forever and it's just getting uh, more attention online recently, or or what's going on in that regard, Dr. Doug? It's been described, I'd have to look up the exact numbers, but it's probably been described at least for 20 years. Okay. uh, But not, not commonly. I hear about it, I hear about several cases a year probably as opposed to coronary stuff where you're in a couple of cases a week right know, working with dan mm-hmm. so and the problem is like you mentioned is it's not well understood so i'll have somebody refer to me they'll say oh this person had near drowning or they had uh decompression sickness you talk to them and it wasn't either of those they were just going on a descent and all of a sudden they couldn't breathe uh mm-hmm. and so it's it's you know not well understood by the diving community so it gets labeled other things. So I think what's actually happening probably is there's a little bit more awareness of it. Uh, so it's starting to, people starting to realize maybe that's what happened. Got it. And there's a feeling that a lot of, not a lot, a significant number of mortalities uh, diving, uh, you know, unexplained sudden mortality diving, maybe people having uh, emergency pulmonary edema. Interesting. And so, not to scare everybody, but this is a relatively rare uh, occurrence in the general population, but it is something that uh, could develop. And if, you know, God forbid you have an incident, it's something you want to ask your doctor about, I guess, right? Absolutely. So, it's something the main thing is if you develop breathlessness, you know, for no good reason underwater, uh, realize that that may be what's going on. It's you, you maybe coughing up some pink kind of frothy sputum and the key though is realize you need to not just get to the surface but you need to get out of the water hmm. and once okay. you're out of the water the symptoms tend to clear tend to clear fairly quickly right but it sounds like it is something similar to D- uh, dcs and that the that more people or certain people might be more prone to this than others it's just like a genetic kind of thing is that kind of what we know or we don't really know at this point we don't know that well there's a guy by the name of richard moon uh, who is at Duke University in the hyperbaric uh, department as well as Department of Anesthesia, who probably has done the most research on this. Uh, and I always recommend people get a hold of him. He's always doing studies uh, and doing treatments. It's interesting. The What happens is you'll develop high blood pressure in the lungs, what we call pulmonary hypertension. Uh, and that's that. those pressures are felt to be the cause of the weakening of fluid in the lungs, making you short of breath. So a vasodilator, which means a, uh, a medication that will dilate those pulmonary blood vessels to decrease that pressure, um, is effective at decreasing the symptoms. And the one that's been gotten the most uh, use is sildenafil, which is Viagra. So mm-hmm. Viagra was initially uh, invented as an anti-angina medication, uh, and they found out in clinical trials that it had a very interesting 
side uh, effect, side effect profile. <laughs> yeah, that uh, bonus that Merck decided right. they could get they could get some more they could they could make more money using it for the uh, the side effect than for the anti angina. Hmm. But the reason it worked for angina was because of dilating blood vessels. So there are people. There have been like some triathletes who've had uh, problems with uh, with the swim and developing pulmonary edema, and who've actually been pre-treated uh, with short-acting sildenafil uh, to allow them to continue competing. So there is a lot of data out there. There's some research out there, and I'd recommend anybody that's had immersion pulmonary edema consider contacting uh, Dr. Moon uh, at Duke University to see kind of what the latest research trials and so forth are to see if he has some, some ways to help them. Interesting. And once again, the symptoms, like it would be similar, like if you were having some kind of chest pain, like potential heart issue while you were diving, uh, you want you want to ask about this IPE as well, right? It's mainly breathlessness, shortness of breath, and actually actual chest discomfort is very uncommon. Okay. So usually it's going to be painless breathlessness. Uh, unfortunately, some people have just presented with loss of consciousness, which wow. obviously is a major problem. Yeah, uh, but most of the time, most of the time, it's it's people developing either cough or shortness of breath or some combination, and you know some people go into full blown panic because they feel they can't breathe. Right. But uh, so that'd be the symptoms. Shortness, shortness of breath is unexpected, unexplained. That should at least be considered in your differential diagnosis of what may be going on right any of those type of symptoms you would want to get out of the water and find out what the heck's going on and now you might be a little bit more informed as well as the rest of us dr doug always a pleasure thanks for the update my friend thank you see you soon Greg. absolutely we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving this is the worldwide scuba radio network Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Terek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Saba St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks, new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explorer Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. Scuba action star Mike Scott is back in a new audiobook, Cayman Cowboys, Reefs Under Pressure. From author Eric Douglas comes the one that started it all. Listen as Mike deals with submarines, kidnapping, betrayal, and more. He didn't even have fins or a mask to let him see in the water. He was going to be slow and blind. If it weren't for the float, he knew there would be no way he would ever make it to the surface. Download Cayman Cowboys or Oil and Water, Return to Cayman, Turks and Chaos, and Lionfish at Amazon, Books by Eric.com, and Audible.com. 
Surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. The Trident. Poseidon, the god of the oceans, weapon of choice. Ancient mermen used to use this weapon in battle to fight against the crustacean armies and all the shrimps and jellyfish in the sea. Often come out here to this abandoned cement factory to harness his power, learn his secrets, think about life. What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. All right, uh, Dr. Doug was uh, definitely bringing us up to speed on this uh ipe issue and hopefully uh you're caught up and can plan accordingly it's kind of a downer kind of thing i don't want to scare people away from diving you know with this kind of stuff it is pretty rare but you know you need to be aware of the different risks involved in scuba diving and if you have an issue uh you know you need to know what's the proper you know uh way to go as far as getting fixed up to make sure you can continue to dive for years to come right that's what it's all about. So let's get more positive for this one. I brought in uh, the big guns just for that. Jerry Beatty from Dive Training Magazine is with us on Scuba Radio. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing good. I'm smiling. There you yeah. go. We like it when he is because, uh, you know, he brings a lot of joy to the dive industry. <laughs> How could you not like Jerry Beatty? You know, we're, we're missing him at the Beneath the Sea Dive Show. You're not making it to that event this weekend. So uh, I wanted to bring you on today, talk a little bit about our relationship between uh, Scuba Radio and and uh, Jerry Beatty and Dive Training Magazine because we go way, way back. But uh, but I know you're you're uh, you're there in spirit at uh, bts this weekend right absolutely i am a big supporter of that show in fact that show hasn't gone on now but due to covid for two years i believe this three this will be uh, yeah we've missed three years which is uh really unfortunate but on the other side of the coin hopefully i'm reporting next week that you know they came out in droves that's what i'm hoping to see from the divers up in the northeast uh, this weekend and of course we'll uh we'll cover it accordingly next uh on, on our 26 year anniversary show next week there yeah, you go it's, it's uh so good to have it back you know we've got a strong west coast show with the long beach scooby show but we really need an east coast show and i mm-hmm. want it to be really strong lots of exhibitors lots of attendees uh hopefully we're going to crank it back up starting this year yeah i i do feel it's going to go pretty well I mean, they got a yeah. lot of booths uh, that people are exhibiting, and uh, and you know, it's been three years. You would imagine yeah. the people up there are jonesing, just like everyone else around the country. When we went to the first, uh, you know, dive event after COVID, uh, I mean, they came out and drove. So I'm hoping we, you know, we're we're experiencing that this weekend, and you'll hear the results next week. We'll find out uh, for sure. But regardless, we're gonna have a good time. And uh, BeneathTheSea.us, by the way, once again, is the website to go to for more information for this weekend's event, or if you want to just plan for next year, because I'm sure they'll be doing it around the same time, uh, same place next year as well. All right, so uh, Jerry, I, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. You're always running all around the world, and that's probably one of the reasons why he's smiling all the time. 
<laughs> you just got back from all of places, uh, Mexico, which some people hear this and they go, what? He went where? What kind of <laughs> risk taker is he? Yeah, with all the media going on right now, it would not be uncommon to find somebody who thought I was crazy for doing it. But mm, well, uh, I mean, I would probably be in that group to be honest. But I, it's <laughs> for me, it's more of a compliment. I, you know, I, I kind of admire those type of traits. But, but yeah, the general population, you know, they think yeah, all this news we've seen about people getting shot at and crime is through the roof and all this kind of stuff in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, it happens. They have issues. But uh, it doesn't happen everywhere. And uh, no. I mean, wh- where did you go exactly? In I, Mexico? I, you know, I've been down to Cozumel and uh, through Quintana Roo a lot, but I had not done a lot through Yucatan. So I have a friend that uh, I do road trips with every year, and he lives in Cancun, and he's from Mexico City, so he knows, you know, he's fluent in the language, he knows the roads. So we took off and for what was supposed to be a four-day-long weekend to go up to Merida and drive around and see some little villages. Well, there was a snowstorm back in Dallas, and they closed the EFW, so my four-day little long weekend turned into 10. Wow. So you could American Airlines could not get me back for six days. And so we played. I think I know every beach bar in Yucatan <laughs> and uh, found some really good places to eat and had a great time, and not once in the entire time, and we covered probably about 500 miles. Did I feel in danger or uneasy? It was all good. Yeah. Well, you know, all when it comes to that type of stuff, uh, when you're traveling anywhere for that matter, whether it's inside the U.S. in your local town or city, uh, you know, you need to be aware and take some basic, uh, you know, uh, precautions to make sure yeah. you don't set yourself up as a target and just kind of, you know, if you're getting into areas that have a, uh, a factor of you know news that uh you know is looking a little dicey uh, you can do things to kind of shelter yourself from that can't you i mean do you have absolutely any, i mean what do you do in that regard well, do you just travel in groups or what do you do well traveling alone is definitely a little more precarious than having you know at least one other person with you but uh you just don't do stupid stuff like you right. said i mean if you're in chicago and you're on the south side of town at three in the morning on a friday night you're you're just besides being just flat crazy and stupid. Mm. You are in danger, right? More danger than when you're in Cancun, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, so, and you said you were traveling with a friend who spoke uh, fluent Spanish, right. so you know I would imagine he knew the area pretty well where you guys were going and could communicate with everyone well. And that's a big part of it is uh, being with somebody that is you know, familiar with where you're going and what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. And they can kind of keep uh, keep you out of trouble, too, potentially in that regard, you think? Oh, absolutely. And when you're traveling with somebody that has not been to those locations before either, you just take a few extra precautions. But basically, it's it's rule of thumb. You're not out to all hours of the night. You make sure you stay on the right side of town. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't go places where when you look at them, you go, should we go in there? Right. Well, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when we travel uh, around the world doing our dive trips, like, uh, for instance, with Explorer Ventures Liveaboards, and we'll go, go into some new island that I'm not familiar with, you know, all you have to do is ask them. And, and, and honestly, they'll tell you yeah. probably before you even uh, venture out onto a, a city that they're docked in with the liveaboard boat or whatever. But And they'll give you some ideas and they'll say, hey, look, you want to do this, this and this, avoid that. Listen to people, listen to the people that know, 
and they can keep you out of trouble and, and then keep your head on a swivel a little bit. Don't make yourself an obvious target. It's, it's really common sense. And the thing is that unfortunately all these little incidents, not to downplay the, the danger to a certain extent. I mean, some of them were pretty tragic, obviously. The thing is, uh, one little incident like that covers a yeah. wide swath of area and everybody is negatively affected, uh, whether it comes to uh, the dive operators, charters and businesses. And we don't want that either. All right, look, Jerry Beatty is our guest. We're going to talk about Scuba Radio's 26-year anniversary show and how he helped make this possible next. Stay close. Scuba Radio. Scuba. Scuba Radio. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save the st kitts turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explorer ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit explorerventures.com that's explorerventures.com surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Are you ready to get your groove on? Yes. Rodney, let's get started. This thing I love can't hold a candle to it. This thing I love I must get down to it. I'm so ready. Cause diving is the thing I love. You sound really pretty. There goes that lady. And now you're out of control. She likes scuba radio, but I think I'm going crazy. What the hell is that? Cause the only time I see her is when I get my dive gear wet. Was that a mermaid? So far, this is not blowing my skirt up, Jeff. We gotta stay cool. Relax for a dip. Shut up. We tanks on our backs to beat the oh. heat. Cause oh. we like, come on. Greg the dive master on the mic. We're so ready. Cause diving is a thing we love. Oh, that's so gnarly. This thing, this thing I love. I love it ties. With sex, baby. If you're doing it right, whale sings, Ooh. shark dies. Ooh. You might see cool looking jelly. I kind of like it Cause diving is the thing I love I suspect Diving is the thing I love Yeah, you have some Diving is the thing I love Issues Diving is the thing I love Yeah, yeah. Workout Diving is the thing I love I like that song Woo! 
This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I pretty much, uh, that song says it all. I mean, that's kind of what <laughs> Scuba Radio is built on is just my love of diving and wanting to share it with everybody, whether they want to hear it or not. <laughs> and I'm too dumb to stop. 26 years later, here we are. But I, I've made amazing friends like Jerry Beatty from Dive Training Magazine, and he's our guest right now. Jerry, how you doing, buddy? And, and what, doing. what do you think of that? It's 26 years. Would you ever think uh, we'd make it uh, this this long down the road there, buddy? It's hard to fathom. I mean, yeah. it's really hard to fathom. I, I think I, along with uh, the great dive god Neil Watson and the great diver Spencer Slate, all sat around and had some drinks and went, man, he's one really nice guy. I hate to be the one to tell him that, his radio show ain't going to work, <laughs> but we all agreed pretty much that, you know, we'd hang with you because you're a nice guy, but okay. there's no way a radio show can be devoted to diving. Just right. That's insane. A uh, nice guy, <laughs> but uh, this idea will never work. Yep. And, and what was great is they kept those thoughts to themselves and didn't yes, share did. them with me to kind of, you know, let the air out of my balloon in the early days. And then after a few years, uh, I was too long down the road. And too dumb enough to stop, so I just kept going and going and going. And you know what? I don't. Re- I don't regret any minute of it. I have had so much fun, and it really has been the focus of uh, what we do on this show is just to keep it uh, focused on that. Because you know, if it's fun to do, just like diving. I mean, that's what I always thought. Diving was so much, such a great activity. You meet such cool people, yeah. And it just continues uh, to this day. And, and I, it, it doesn't get old. If anything, what I find over the years for me to keep me kind of uh, entertained to a level is bringing in new people into the activity and watching their reactions when they're doing their first dive or first interaction with a man ray or a shark and seeing them light up. I can connect with that. What, what about you? Is that uh, huh. the same kind of thing, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, even more in the fact that I, I love doing the radio show with you. Right now, I'm having a really good time. Well, good. Maybe part of the best of the whole day. But uh, we've been to so many places. I can't even think of all the places we've been to delight the locals in foreign countries. Right. I mean, you go in there, and, and we have some good times and good fun and do some presentations. And then your mermaids, ah, forget about it. That's right. The well, they got to listen to me, but they can look at the mermaids and then they uh, <laughs> uh, tolerate looking at me. Yeah, I learned uh, that early on, too. They don't want to see some old middle aged radio guy in person. Uh, well, but if you bring a mermaid along, it kind well, of breaks the ice a little bit the, there. The, you little know? Kid, the little kids definitely don't want to listen to you, Greg. True. Boy, you bring the mermaids around, they're there. That's right. Yeah, do you know Ariel? You know, the little girls do, and the boys are, you know, looking at them like a little confused, but kind of dig it, too. And then the moms are kind of like uh, looking at the mermaids like she's a princess, you know, from Disney or something. And then the guys are right. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it works. That whole it little does. marketing shtick uh, does work for us. But, you know, I love our mermaids, too, because, you know, we, we don't hire models. All our mermaids are real divers. They're very much ambassadors to diving. So, yeah, do we use them as bait a little bit at, <laughs> at the events to suck in the the, the folks uh, to our uh, conversation? And then we, you know, bring them into our little world and, and say, hey, yeah. you know, you go dive and you might even see one of these things underwater. Give it a go. Right. Well, when I, when I started hanging out with you, I don't remember the mermaids being part of the, 
the scene at the time. When did you bring mermaids on? Oh, that was probably it was that? probably about ten years into the show. Oh, that long? Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I would say maybe maybe not quite that five to ten. But uh, but you know, back in my old radio days, before I even started Scuba Radio, I was working in rock radio and. You know, we had the rock girls, we had all this sexist nonsense, hooters, all that kind of thing, you know, and uh, it was it was all marketing shtick. You know, we, sometimes it gets a little out of control back then, especially where, you know, we had no morals. We, we didn't care about wokeness, none of this uh, politically correct uh, uh, stuff that we deal with today. But even then, I was I, I didn't like it to a certain extent. I, I never wanted to turn them into objects and. Uh, you know, just that only. But I also knew, you know, sex sales sells a little bit, and you, and you can play it with it in a respectful way. I think, and uh, and and you know, the mermaid thing kind of evolved out of that uh, idea. Like, okay, let's let's still try to get the marketing stick going, but doing it in a way that you know people can appreciate, and then just don't hire hot girls and our models or whatever, and put them in mermaid tails because they, you know, that's. As great as that is, the guys dig that, sure. I, I, I like them to have a little meat on the bone, and I'm not talking <laughs> physically. I'm talking, uh, you know, just substance. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> our mermaids over the years have have been uh, avid divers. They've Some have been dive instructors. Uh, many of them have went on to become members of the dive industry. Yeah. And uh, and we've done this mermaid thing to kind of open up a door for them to network with people in the inside our dive world, and and it's worked out well for them. So you know, it works on a bunch of different levels, and well, and I try to keep it as positive as possible in that regard. Well, you know, we've done a lot of trips sponsored by tourist boards and been to lots of countries, especially through the Caribbean with tourist boards and some of the females that work at the tourist board would raise their eyelids with, you know, eyebrows. What the hell's going on over here? Yeah. 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 But we've always had such respect for the mermaids. It does not take them long to turn it around and go, Oh no, this is a good thing. These guys are okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've never missed it once. Right. And once again, it is good marketing. So, you know, it does, it works on a bunch of different levels. You know, and uh, but but that's kind of how I look at it, and it's worked out all uh, okay for us. You know, and uh, and once again, it's all about the ultimate focus of of sharing the joy of diving and bringing more people into our sport. Because once again, after twenty six years, it's easy to get jaded a little bit. I mean, you know, my favorite dive, I think it was uh, who who was it? Well, oh, it was Jean Michel, or no, 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 who what, what? It was Sylvia Earl. And I asked her, you know, what's your favorite dive? She said the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and that was very early on, and I picked up on that. And uh, I feel very much the same way. And, you know, it keeps you fresh. But once again, you know, when you've done a dive, you know, you can get a little jaded because you've seen it, you know, 50 times or whatever. And that's fine. You can still have a good dive. But, boy, you bring someone new, and you know what they're mm. about to experience, and you, you can kind of see that anticipation on their face. It just uh, it kind of warms you up inside when you're kind of paying it forward. You hear what I'm saying? Absolutely. And Jerry Beatty did that for me uh, early on. And here we are 26 years later. So I thank you for helping us get this far, Jerry. You're to blame. You can look at it that way, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll wait for the letters. Okay. All right. We got more coming up. Stay close to the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This 
is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. I am preparing for our 26-year anniversary. Uh, literally, we're recording the show to air next Saturday this weekend. You'll hear all about it. Uh, April Fool's Day. Believe it or not, that is our anniversary here at Scuba Radio. 26 years. Uh, on the air it's going to be a fun show tune in or avoid it uh, accordingly uh you know unfortunately i can't bring the entire scuba radio scuba squad with me to sea caucus and the dive capital of the world this weekend so i figured we better finish off today's show uh, and let them represent accordingly uh and we got jerry the diver guy we have cj vinnie two tanks and casey the tobacco nut to represent uh, accordingly. So I figured I'd given them the opportunity to reflect on uh, 26 years of scuba radio by just sharing their thoughts on when they first heard about the show. Casey, I'm going to go to you first. When you first heard about this show, what were your initial thoughts? What do you think? Actually, I, I thought it was fairly positive. This, this advertising guy came to me and said, if I did a 30 minute show about scuba, you think anybody listen? And I said, yes, sir. Really? Yeah. Well, well uh, we started as an hour show, so that was probably a different show you're uh, talking about. That was a but, previous uh, discussion to the first show. Oh, okay. And then we figured, oh, we can't do this in 30 minutes. We need, That's right. We need more. We, need, we started literally as an hour on a Saturday morning. And just for the That's- record, uh, on the radio station in Orlando... Uh, it blew up and made more money than any other hour on the entire radio station within a two-year period. That true? That is no absolutely true. Wow. Well, consider the station. <laughs> well, there's that. I guess it's all relative. But no, it wow. actually, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, we started the show as an excuse to go diving on company time. Me and Diver Dick, who uh, were managing a sports station in Orlando at the time. And I went into his office and I said, look, wouldn't this be great if we could uh, golf for free? Because we were working at this sports station and all these golf courses said, hey, yeah, come on down. You can golf free here anytime you like. I don't golf. Now, he does, but we I were do. both divers. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we could dive for free? He goes, well, let's do a dive show. And so we literally started Scuba Radio as an excuse to go diving on company time. Here we are 26 years later, living the dream, baby. Genius. How about that? How about that? But as soon as we put it on the air, I will say that's when the light bulb really went off because I was surprised at the reaction we got. I kind of thought everybody would laugh us off the air. But the, the the fact of the matter is is when the divers especially heard we were doing this show and talking about scuba diving, their favorite pastime, man, they locked in immediately. They were starving for the attention, Greg. Starving. Maybe. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. We struck a nerve. And uh, it was very apparent, very quickly, that we had tapped into something much bigger than an excuse to go diving on company time. Now, we've worked that angle quite a bit over the years, too. 
but uh, it's really because of the listeners that have made it possible. So uh, I thank them. Uh, CJ, how about you? First time you heard about Scuba Radio, what are your thoughts? Good to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, the first time you heard about Scuba Radio. Um, Or was it just now? No, the first time I heard about Scuba Radio, I was working with that radio group of said radio station. Right. And my job was to produce audio. And you asked me to produce the opening of the show. That's true. Which is the same is. opening that you still use today. Right. Because, I mean, well, how could you improve on perfect? That's right. why it sounds so awesome is because I produced it. There you go. How about that? A little uh, little Suck nugget up. of knowledge. CJ was responsible for the opening of uh, our show that you hear every week. Uh, Jeff Lawrence, our voice guy, uh, still hanging around uh, you know, these days, he's up in the mountains, like up there, you know, living the life like uh, Jay yep. the Diver he's guy. He's up in uh, Smoky Mountains. Yeah, but a great guy, uh, and they kind of teamed up from me. and helped uh, helped out and uh, and produced that open, and it's so great. I feel like, hey, you can't improve on perfect. Keep it. Yeah. Vinny Two Tanks, what about you? First time you heard about Scuba Radio, what'd you think? Well, I, I saw you guys at the DEMA show when I started working for Submersible Systems. Ah, uh, right. And, and I saw you, you know, you're in the you're in all the dive magazines, so I I looked it up one Saturday and started listening to it. Yeah. And then uh, I heard you guys talk about spare, so I at the next DEMA show I gave you one, and we and we started we our game friends. Started, that's that, that's you how you guys. grease right. a wheel. Right. You start brown nosing with free stuff and handing right. it over, and there I was like, go. hey, this guy ain't half bad. How yep. about that? So you, know, uh, you Craig, saw pictures. You explain yeah. to the listeners, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. the reason why he's called Vinny Two Tanks is because he works with spare air. That's right. He has right. his little pony bottle spare air uh, attached to his regular tank, and there you go. Uh, Vinny Two Tanks was born. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everybody earns their uh, moniker on the show. and Vinny's Which I is, thought I got the best one. I think you do. I think, you, you, know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people think uh, Vinny got his name. You know, it sounds like a mobster kind of name that he's killed somebody. I eh, am from blood Italian. But right. And that may or may not be true. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. because of that that we called yeah. him Vinny Two Tanks. Better than Cock agree. Johnson. Hey, hey, now. That's pretty good, too. Yes. I admit. That is. Uh, that's <laughs> he been wears a hit. that moniker good. Okay. All right. Let's not talk about his, you know. Anyway, uh, Casey, uh, we covered him, covered Vinny, covered CJ. What about Jerry the Diver Guy? You say the best for last. You say so. Who's that? Me. (laughs) So your thoughts. Talk about me again. Your initial thoughts on Uh, uh, Scuba Radio, Jerry. What do you think? I don't know. 2003, 2004, somewhere through there. I think it may even been earlier. Right. But I seen an ad in Florida Scuba News, and I was like, what's this idiot doing? Hmm. And I tuned in, and here I am. How about Eight that? Years later, I've been on it. So yeah, you know it is interesting. All the characters you hear on this show uh, evolved initially as listeners. It, it kind of there's a chemistry that uh, develops. Well, and, wait, and, wait. Uh, I've been called a psychomagnet over the years. Wait, I think I didn't develop like that. Well, what do you mean? I was on one of the first shows with you and Dick. I've been participant in this. Uh, shindig for a long time. Yeah, well, that is kind of true. I mean, yeah, uh, Casey's a little uh, different. Uh, You know, the thing is, he was on in the very early days of the show, and then he disappeared. He wised up and like, I want to, I want out of this mess. And he disappeared for a decade, and then he came back. 
and uh you know evolved back into a regular so he he's had a i don't know interesting uh life process in, in the show but but my point is everybody has kind of organically grown up into the show yes. because of their unique talent or lack thereof <laughs> i kid because that's what we do we have fun you know, uh, unfortunately, we can't stay under the water 24-7, so you might as well surround yourself with a bunch of dive buddies and friends that you can bust each other's balls and just have a good old time. That's what it's all about. Oh, back me up on that, won't you? It is a ton of fun. Yeah. And there are some serious characters. There are some serious characters. I would characters. never trade none of you all. Really? No. <laughs> really. You'd Promise sell us over the border cry. for a pilot. Look, Barry's not here. You'd trade him in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. We, we do that when they don't show I, up. Well, probably trade is, is, a, is not a good word. I'd have to sell him to somebody because you ain't nobody going to pay for him or six or berries in a trade. Six uh, berries for a first round draft pick to be named later. All right. Yeah. I like <laughs> the sound go. of that. Like that. That could happen. That could, that'd be a new uh, way to start the, the 27th year of Scuba Radio. Greg, and, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Yes, CJ. When did you start the mermaid program? Was that right in the beginning, or did it take a while? Actually, Jerry Beatty was asking about this. It was about five to seven years into the show, and uh, we've regretted it ever since. No, I kid. And, they kind of uh, show up like lost puppies. They do. They find us, and we find them, and use them accordingly uh, as bait. And uh, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, Every once in a while we kick them We're just going to leave that one there Let's and uh, please. Till next week when we're coming to you from Secaucus, New Jersey In our 26th year anniversary show you. Remember, it's always better Where gang? Down where it's wetter Check yourself in the sea caucus Safe diving everyone Jack Gusteau They all love scuba radio On the boat and down below If you want to stay in the know if you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. 